All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Coffee Shop Football with Zach and my co-host Kevin. How you doing, Kev? Doing fantastic, man. Any day when we get to talk football is a good day. Um, it's a better day hearing the positive updates surrounding Buffalo Bills safety Demar Hamlin. Uh, all the good news that we can get about that uh, situation is is just uh, the fuel that I need to uh, push me through this last weekend of regular season football. Yeah, no kidding. It's been it's been like a tough weekend, honestly. I feel like the whole like football community is kind of rallying around this Hamlin situation because it's it's like I mean it's scary and it's super important and it's kind of it's kind of gave this whole situation within like fantasy championships and playoffs like a whole new perspective where it's just like sometimes you just gotta set it aside. Like the the players matter so much more. It is so important to remember that they're playing a game and that they're literally putting their lives on the line for our entertainment. Mm -hmm. So when we get swept up in things like results and, and standings and placements, and it's all, don't get me wrong, it's all important. It's an important distraction from life or uh, distraction addition, a little flavoring, a little spice of life, if you will. Sports are, sports fill in the blanks, you know? Sports are, are extremely important and nobody's going to deny that. It's like art. You know, you need those things uh, in, to fill in the blanks in the moments between in life. Um, but when it comes full circle like this and the entertainment stops being entertainment and it starts throwing that life thing, that life question in your face, like, holy, holy crap, this is life and death. It puts a lot of things in perspective. And I think it's a great way to start our show. Um, the first sip of our episode today. Um, I just wanted to talk about Damar a little bit as a Bills fan and as a football fan. Um, our listeners, anybody who knows us know that we uh, eat, sleep and breathe football. And um, it was very difficult. I kind of had to look deep, deep, deep within myself as a fan, as a, as a football per person who talks about football, I had to look deep within myself and realize that um, there is no greater love in my life than football and the fear that those players have and that that we have for those players is is also very real and for people who aren't able to keep that in perspective in times like this it's a little frustrating um yeah like for example the skip baylesses of the world um mm -hmm. the bart scotts of the world who are saying negative things about the situation in T Higgins and, and T yeah. Higgins. It, it's, it's so it's important that, so I'll just come right out and say like, you know, there's no greater ceremony in my life than a Bills football game. You know, you've witnessed it. Uh, it's the food, it's the, it's the theatrics, it's the company. It's, it's my happy place. And uh, it was definitely super, super challenging to see, a member of Bill's Mafia, a member of the Bills, a member of the family and the community that I associate with to be in such a difficult position. And then in turn to see how difficult of a position his teammates were in and the coaches and the medical staff. And I just want to say like the most important thing that I want to get off my chest today is that his health is the most important thing. And that's never left anyone with empathy, anybody with a conscious mind it hasn't left that being the most important thing. So um, our prayers as a podcast are with Damar. Um, our, it's just the un overwhelming amount of good news the last couple of days has just been such a blessing. It's been such a parting of the clouds lately. Like hearing about, I, my favorite thing is, first thing when he wakes up is he asks who won the Did game. Did win, yeah. That just, like the amount of tears, happy tears that I've been crying these last couple of days, I, I can't even measure it it's it's been some of the most emotional stuff i've ever experienced um i would love to give some credit to sean mcdermott for how he handled that situation and every situation that buffalo has been put in this year it's been just an unbelievably difficult year for that team with weather and community stuff you know there was there was the mass shooting uh in tops this summer prior and and just the way that that he's handled and, and rallied the, the team and still has them at 12 and three and had them in position to be the one seed. Obviously circumstances beyond their control have put them in a more likely position um, at the two seed, which like, I, like we were saying before we started the show, um, obviously that's 
as fans, we care about that stuff, but as people, none of that matters when it comes to um, this situation. Um, last but not least, I'd like to give a shout out to the Bengals organization, um, Zach Taylor, that the fact that he came across the field during a period where there was uncertainty about whether or not the game would continue and made sure that the game stopped. Um, I want to give him a lot of credit and, um, you know, T Higgins, like our love is with him, just like it's with DeMar. Um, that's super, super difficult position to be in. It's a football play. Um, so basically coffee shop football is coming out as a pro love podcast right now as a pro positive vibes podcast. So all that other stuff, you know, debates about who got screwed the most, the Bengals, the bills, the chiefs, take it, take it somewhere somewhere else because we're not we're focused on people we're focused on on love and positivity and and yes we love football and yes we love the competitive spirit and we'll talk smack as much as the next guy but people first yeah there's there's a difference and i i honestly think both organizations have handled it so well and honestly i'm happy the nfl has gone and like canceled the game and and done kind of like some of the better steps that they can do in a situation like this but yeah, waking up to the news about the Demar, like waking up, FaceTiming the team, like stuff like oh. that's great because it really could have gone another direction and like you're in a whole different scenario. And I can't imagine those Bills players just like being up and ready to go like this week, regardless. But yeah, huge props. It's it's great to see the team like that. Great to see all the players support and them just kind of like I'm sure it hits them even I mean I'm much harder than us because you're sitting out there right with like a, a family member on the field yeah. and that's just it's, it's tough. It is an unbelievably tough situation. And, you know, that was game of the year vibes. And, you know, it was, it was Monday Night Football. The nation's eyes are on that situation. And ESPN handled it great. I mean, yeah, there's there's really a lot of grace to go around in this situation. But I think, um, you know, I would like to personally announce that um, the Coast to Coast Dynasty Extravaganza uh, the league that I'm commissioner for, uh, we raised about $400 for DeMar's charity through people donating portions of their winnings, people just contributing out of their, the goodness of their heart. And that's something that I'm proud to say. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's it's always nice to see like a positive thing come out of such a, a negative situation. Yeah, that's like that's his charity. That is definitely the most important thing. And, and just to hear that there's a chance that he'll resume the life he had before the accident is just crazy. It's just, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. It's and good to hear. yeah. So I, I wanted to get that off my chest as our first sip because um, I wanted to give those flowers uh, to, to the medical staff, to McDermott, to the Bengals. Um, but you know, this is a football podcast and uh, there is football to be played this weekend. So now that the most important things are stated and, and out of the way, I would love to get into some, uh, some football stuff, Zach. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it, man. Happy let's to talk some football. Get ready for week eighteen. Awesome. Um, yeah, so let's uh let's go ahead and start off with uh, a little humbling of ourselves. I think is always a good my favorite good way to start a week eighteen podcast. So my let's favorite. kick the show off officially with some grounds in our cup, our worst calls from the previous episode, which would be our New Year's Eve episode. So that I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and start out on this one because uh. I'm going to give this one a 50-50 here because I called for Deshaun Watson to struggle against Washington. Yeah. They handled that game pretty well, 24-10. to 10, But no part of me felt like Deshaun Watson played a good game. I, he did have three touchdowns. He There were some blown coverages. There were some rough defensive play. But he hit the under on his passing yards again. He had a pretty rough completion percentage. And he just did not look anything like he used to look. So I'm taking that as a 50-50. The Browns handled Washington. That, but I still think he struggled. I would say that's a very light grounds in your cup. And I'll say for the record, my cup is pretty is pretty clean too. Maybe uh maybe this is the grounds you can see when you get to the bottom when you're on that last half an inch of your cup of coffee and there's just you can see the grounds so you don't take a big swig of it. I think maybe we both had that situation this week. Um Justin Jefferson and Garrett Wilson on my props, actually also Saquon Barkley, I'll throw him in there. Um, I would say my props are pretty much the main grounds that I have. Um, spoiler alert. For your props. Spoiler yeah. alert. I didn't go four for five this week, which is my, my weekly special. Um, I went Perfect one, reverse. Yeah, I went one for four, and I had a leg voided due to the game being canceled. Um, so that's tough. But Justin Jefferson, 
Garrett Wilson and Saquon all were in line, I thought, for great games. I, I was looking mm-hmm. for Jay Jeff to kind of prove that he is the big dog over Jair. Um, and, you know, I'm here. The, the talk, oh, my goodness, Jair Alexander with so that, much talk, with that yeah. mouth of his. I mean, he's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. um, I definitely think that they had a good game plan for him. It was a lot yeah. of bracket they, coverage. They game planned it great, and and honestly, the whole Vikings team fell apart. Like it, it was, oh, yeah. it was Which, supposed to be like the battle of J. Jeff versus Alexander, and yeah. it just turned out to be a, the, just a the, fumbling of the game. The Vikings team falling apart may be a feather in my cap this week after predicting Green Bay to dispose of them effectively. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh-huh. No, it's, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's. It's. You want to see a team like that that has nothing to play for still still try in a game against the Packers. <laughs> right. But like they're clearly just coasting until the playoffs. They're they're waiting it out. And also yeah. too, you know, uh they they weren't within, you know, they they needed more adversity. You know, the, the Vikings are a mm-hmm. team that thrives in adversity. You know, they, they need more. So they, they're just gonna let people get some doubt. They're gonna let people doubt it, start doubting doubting them more heavily. And then boom, they're gonna be exactly they're gonna be the possum who attacks in the NFC playoffs. And I'm very excited to watch that. I saw a tweet this morning and it was like, the Vikings are either, I, I wish I could credit who it was, but I don't remember. Um, it was like, the Vikings are either going to win the Super Bowl in the most fantastic fashion, or they're going to lose week one. And there's yeah. no in between. Like that's, I that's all more. it. I would not be at all surprised to see them either lose 41 to seven in the wild card round or freaking take it to the to the dance and lose to buffalo yep either way <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised either way well i think that's it for my grounds in the cup do you have any other that you want to throw on your resume no i think i think last it's, week we had pretty calls. we had yeah. a pretty clean slate yeah i think my my bold rose predictions i believe i had um i believe i had the uh Packers taking care of business against the Vikings. And then I think, did I make a call on the Lions maybe? I forget what the other one was. I do think the Lions was your call. Let me find it here. Yeah, take a look at the doc because I, I remember looking oh, through. Oh, Mi- Miami. It was Miami. Miami. That's yep. right, ha- having Miami uh, lay an egg, which for all intents and purposes, they did. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I had um, ETN scored his first touchdown, which he did. Scored multiple. Beautiful. Say, won me a that. championship, and then uh, Carolina continued their run against the Bucks, which they did not. But that was a very good game, and I think, oh yeah, I think that was kind of what you want to see from Carolina. And I, I really think Wilkes keeps that job next year in Carolina. I, hope he does. I think they have, they have to at this point just keep him around, unless they can somehow talk their way into a Peyton sweepstakes or one of those fancy. Uh, I don't think he'd big stay. names. You know, you know, I don't think Peyton would stay in the division if he goes to another team with the Saints. You don't think so? No, I, I think it's the easiest division in football. That's a layup. I mean, sure, but why not just go back to the Saints then? You know, you've got a good standing of the organization, all the history. Like, Yeah, the Peyton sweepstakes are going to be really fun to watch. I, I'm very, very excited to, to track that. I love head coaching and quarterback carousels. As mm. messy as they've been in recent years, it's one of the best, most entertaining parts of football. Oh yeah, I just can't see him going to someone that's not a a clear contender or at least have a lot of picks. And I will say they do have a good amount of picks, but I think he goes to a better talented roster than that. Yeah, I think um, I think you're probably right about Wilkes. Honestly, I I, I would like to see it because he's earned it. I think I, I think the players do too, and those players have had so much turnover in the last couple of years that they just want someone to stay there they will just want some consistency so yeah exactly that i mean continuity is key when you're changing a culture so yeah it'll be really interesting to see how carolina handles the head coaching position all right moving forward you want to walk into our weekly specials some storylines you want to keep an eye on for the big week 18 finale dude i would love to move into the weekly special i got like so i'm picturing right it's our coffee shop you walk in there's a big chalkboard like right one of those like sandwich boards and a little like, A-frame. For me right now, what what it is more than anything is a giant number three. I'm looking at how these teams are going to be paying tribute to and honoring Demar Hamlin. That's the most exciting thing for me. I know there's a lot of awesome stuff planned. Uh, Buffalo has patches. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can't wait to see the love that's going to pour out for him. And I'm going to extend that into a con uh, continuation of my last week's weekly special, which was um, the, shocker the, the bills. Yeah. I, right. I know. Spoiler alert. Well, actually I, I feel like last week was my chance to do it. And then because it, the game was canceled, this is just me extending my warranty. It's just a continuation. This is just me extending my warranty of let's see, let's go see what, how the bills respond to what they've been through, because I think the emotional adrenaline is going to have them playing crazy football. I picture an easy, easy, easy cover of the seven point spread against the all but packed up new England Patriots with a potential Mm -hmm. lame duck quarterback, Mac Jones. I don't know. I know you don't feel that way. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the organization feels because he he did not show enough, in my opinion, in year two to warrant. I mean, maybe to continue, like yeah, like having the starting job, but he, he has such a loose grip on it right now, Zach. Listen, I don't I don't love Mac Jones, especially as like a as like yes, a personality. But oh, okay, as a personality, I was gonna fun. say, but I as as much as I don't want to because I don't love doing this, I think he deserves kind of a pass on this season. Um, having Matt Patricia come in after like after OTAs and being the offensive play caller and then them sticking by that for someone that doesn't know how to play an offense. And then just it's, it's been like, it's tough to watch. And I still think he showed a lot of flashes of what he did last year, like some good decision-making, like some good throws, pretty accurate. Yeah. So I don't, I, I mean, they don't really have a choice. He's going to be the starting quarterback next year. They don't I have so capital too. to replace him. Right. He's still on that rookie deal. There's no reason for them to make a, a rash decision. And he just, like, having a, a young quarterback with literally no offensive coordinator. Yeah. Like, I want to give him a pass. because That was I just such a, made... that was such a ridiculous decision. It didn't make it, how do you get there like, oh, we don't know who's calling plays yet. All the way up to, like, week one, and then they're just like, we still don't know. And then you're like, clearly see Matt Patricia calling plays and you're like, okay, so it's basically, it's, <laughs> it's basically, I would say it's indecision. I would say it's arrogance. And I think that it's biting them in the butt and I'm thrilled to watch it. I'm absolutely yeah. thrilled to watch it. All due respect to uh, the Pats. Uh, we have a nice little list, uh, listener base of Pats fans. Um, so I'm sorry to you guys. I still love you. And um Please, please use your seven rings to dry your tears. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I like, I, I just want to see a competent play caller go there, and then I can evaluate Mac Jones. And as I love Jacoby Myers, I think he's incredibly underrated, but he's their yeah. best offensive weapon in the receiving corps by far. Yeah, he's a stud, and he's on a contract. Like he is probably gone after this season because he's maybe the best receiver in free agency right. this year. I actually think that's a good call. Honestly, that's that's a, a, a low-key, sneaky dynasty trade for. Yeah, because he's going he's gonna to yeah. get a bag this season because yeah. there's no there's no other receivers in free agency. Like, there's a huge running back pool, but there's yeah. no receivers out there. So he is going to be – He's. I think he'll get, like, a Christian Kirk deal where everybody's like, why is someone paying him that kind of money? Yeah, and then he'll show why, I think. Yeah, he's been great. But, yeah. I mean, the Patriots – are going to, if they don't re-sign him, which I think they should, he's been great there, but they need to get him something else. And they're the worst team at drafting wide receivers. So right. like, are you in a trade for one? Like, I mean, they got Kendrick Bourne. They have the um, skeleton of Nelson Aguilar. They have, uh, what, uh, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. Yeah, just a bunch of, like they need someone they else. Have, they have three wide receiver fours and one wide receiver two. <laughs> Yeah, that poor team. That yeah, I get what you're saying. Actually, yeah, and in 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 this setting, I'm actually able to see a little bit where you're coming from with uh, Mac Jones. So it's tough. Yeah, because he yes, he hasn't had like the best season. Uh, he's made some dumb mistakes too. But like, I I don't feel comfortable changing my opinion on him, which also means for me, I think he's a a fine buy low target if you need a QB two. Like if you're in a super flex dynasty, sure. Like right. I actually I still think he stay stays there for a while. Yeah. So I I, agree. I I like I don't I don't think I'm comfortable evaluating them off of this year. So I'm I'm That's excited smart. to see what they do next year. Yeah. If they can hopefully draft a wide receiver that actually pans out. I, I respect it a lot and I'm gonna um I'm gonna be the bold one of us too, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh his ceiling is Garoppolo and his floor is Mayfield. 
That's that's fair. I mean, I think he's got more of a ceiling than Garoppolo. I don't but know. Obviously, anybody's floor is Mayfield. The, I'll yeah. be the I'll be the hot take guy on this one. I, I know you have your you have your moments of being the hot take guy, the caffeinated take guy, as we say, the bold roast. I'll be bold. You can be light roast. You can be blonde. I will be. I, I, I will be espresso. Sticks roast. around. I think he's I, one of I those quarterbacks. So. He's just going to be yeah. in the league for a while, yeah. whether it's on the Patriots or not. I think that he would look great as Josh's backup in four years. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my fingers are crossed that he's a Mitch Trubisky effect. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to ride the Trubisky wave forever, dude. Next year it's going to be Baker. The year after that it's going to be Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm just, dude. No, I. There we go. Talking to me into my second favorite quarterback to buy this offseason yeah daniel jones yeah Jones is out of control i i i saw a tier list today that had him in the top five and i no was like it's so funny because i was always one of the last people at the at the daniel jones party you know it was like 2 a.m everybody left the party i'm laying there on the couch with like just the weirdest of the weird people at the daniel jones party and just as i like like i am out the door and i'm sending a text to the owner who locked up the house and said i'm leaving too and i'm saying Dude. like hey guys I'm, I'm heading out like i'm locking up and i and then this year happens he's and, been so he's been sneaky good this year he's did you know he finished as the quarterback eight at least like as of amazing. this week that doesn't I mean, surprise yes, me at all he dropped a 40 point bomb against indianapolis but yeah his rushing upside will do that he's at, i've always said you want traits that's always going to be the hill that i will die on danny dimes has traits he so does. He's got he a great deep ball. And and he, look, he's, he's rushing. He's dirty, dude. It, no one does, wants him. Doesn't always have it between the, the ears. He's a little bit of a of, of a doof, if you will. He he yeah. he follows in Eli's footsteps in that sense. Mm-hmm. But he freaking he like you said, he's got a cannon. He I love his mobility. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's a, he's got some escapability. He's okay at maneuvering a pocket i mean it's not his strength by any means he's definitely more of a guy who you want to get him you get his legs going a billion times oh my god those fumbles oh my goodness gracious yeah i i I like what uh i like what dable has done i think dable is just a genius i i think that's been proven this year yeah and we you know what we'll have a a full dynasty buy sell episode that we'll come out with we'll save some stuff for that oh i can't uh, wait for that oh i'm I'm already planning (laughs) I'll walk you through my uh, weekly special. We'll get back on track here. Yeah. Um, I'm. It's it's tough. There's not a lot of a lot of action going on week 18, but no. I'm I'm really interested to see how some of these teams play out. Like non playoff teams play out the week 18, specifically Bears, Texans, Lions, Rams, Seahawks. Like yes, oh. the the Lions and the Seahawks are still in contention. Like so, this is a big week, but like the Bears and Texans. If the Bears lose and the Texans win, the Bears get the first overall pick. So are Ooh. we going to see like some blatant tanking? I know the NFL is not big on tanking. Everybody always does it. But this would be like the one where I'm like, okay, are we actually going to see some full-on like tanking? Because Houston's playing Indianapolis. You, they can beat the Colts. Like it's a They can beat them if they play a they game. They tied them week one. They definitely so, can beat them. I want to see how, Who's starting how far. For the Colts this week? I think they're Foles still. Again? I think they're still rolling with. Oh no, because Foles is hurt. It is looks it like L- it's going to be Ellinger. Yeah, Ellinger. Wow. So like the Texans can beat them. Davis Mills looks like he's going to be starting. Yeah. I I want to know how far they're willing to take it. Are they willing to just flat out tank, or are they going to do what the Jets did and just try and win, and yeah. win themselves out of the number one spot? I love that call um, because I, I the fact that you included the Lions and the Seahawks definitely a little bit disrespectful, but I <laughs> but I actually included them because their schedule is messed up. The NFL really did them a disservice because if if Seahawks beat the Rams at one o'clock, Detroit has nothing to play for right. in the Sunday night game, which is tragic because that's everybody wants that to be a win and in. Everybody, right. every single NFL fan wants that to be a win in it. But if Green Bay wins that game, then the Seahawks are out. So would the Packers, by virtue, be in? Yeah, so if, if the Seahawks beat the Rams, they have a chance, but only if the Lions beat the Packers. 
But insane. if the Seahawks win, the Lions have no reason to beat the Packers. So it's but like, you, but you already know uh, Campbell's going to have them fired up regardless. I mean, sure, you can be it's fired up be great all you football. want. That 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 team, that team, that fan base needs a swan song on the season that was probably the best they've had in ten years. I agree, but winning that game could drastically change their draft order as well as there's a difference between being fired up and being i want to get into playoffs fired up i think there's a zero you're right no that's so true but i also think there's a zero percent chance campbell does any sort of tanking no i don't think so either but it's it's just interesting like why set a schedule like that where you're like okay if this team doesn't have any reason to play after the one o'clock just make them the same time then yeah yeah they, they had a lot of um they had a lot of scheduling snafus this week but that's probably the worst one. Um, so I just want to watch how they handle that game. Because, yeah. like, if the Rams beat the Seahawks, cool. The Lions-Packers game is going to be just a great game to watch. If the Seahawks beat the Rams, they need the Packers to beat the Lions to make it to the playoffs? If the Seahawks beat the Rams, they need the Lions to beat the Packers to okay. make it to the playoffs. Okay. That is so confusing. You're right. It's it's super weird. This is the weirdest, but, most convoluted. Usually it's like, if this team wins, this team's in. If this team wins, this team's in. This year, it's like, this team has to win, and then yeah. this has to happen, and then oh, also... so tight. Yeah, oh, it's freaking ridiculous. So it's like, the Seahawks are getting shafted here, because if they win, the Lions are going to lose a little, like, a little bit of steam at least to beat the Packers, and yeah. then the Packers know all they need to do is beat the Lions, and they're in. Yeah. So and that, that's that's going to be an interesting yeah i yeah. i mean i'm excited to i i like i like your your weekly special for that reason because there's so many variables there's so many moving parts yeah and i don't think a lot of i don't think a lot of people are kind of paying attention if you're not like nitty-gritty into like the scheduling like that's that's huge that's a lot of playoff like implications in those two games i think this sets up very nicely for a transition into our bold rose predictions, Zach. How do you feel? I agree. I think we might as well just start off with yours then. Oh, well, I was going to say it actually kind of does, <laughs> does my weekly special change your thought on that at all? No, no. I have to be honest. I, I have to all be right. honest. I, I, I'm, I'm buying, I'm buying all the Dan Campbell stock I can this week. He, he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of leader. I just think that there's no way that those players don't go out there and do everything in their power draft position. Well, but before we get too deep, what is your bold prediction? My bold prediction is that the lions are finally going to tame the beast and take care of green Bay once and for all late in the season. And with a potentially a playoff berth on the line, hopefully for all of King Midas's silver, we need this to be for the playoffs because that would just be, that would just be football drama football lore football everything nfc north rivalry heading into the final week of the season playoff spot on the line that's what we need more than anything and i i predicted yeah. the lions playoffs or not i predicted the lions are going to uh, take care of green bay i think green bay's they've been a great story too don't get me wrong i think yeah. most people aren't as I, I i think i'm on the in the minority of saying that i've been happy to watch them come back yeah i've been happy to see them i you know, have not but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine most people are, are because they've had their fun and they yeah. were so miserable to watch for such a large stretch of the season that the fact that they're even in the conversation is a little bit disgusting. But that being said, this game is amazing because of it. This game is amazing because of the stakes. So we really need the Rams to beat the Seahawks is what you're telling me. Yeah, I think that would make for a better game. Because then Detroit will really be fired up because that's a win and in game, and then it's a win and knockout Packers game. It's a double whammy. But Absolutely. if the Seahawks do win that game, which they're projected to now, and it should by all means, but the the Rams are a little feisty, especially. Oh, yeah. Division. Oh, yeah. With Baker, I, I yeah, do, they've had a lot of fight. I do think the Lions would really struggle in that game if the Seahawks do lose. Like that's just a lot of emotion taken out. That's a lot of fire and drive taken out. I understand right what you're saying. I really do. I, I I don't discount the human element at all. But you can't discount the Dan Campbell element. Yeah, I just you, I also know the Rodgers element. Where I get like, that. No, I get that. He's he's looked better the last two weeks, and he just came in, took care of Minnesota. Like he's rolling. That team is healthy as well, and the Lions can be run on. 
but and I seen, just think they can do it. But you've seen Jamal Williams in that locker room. You know about Aiden yeah. Hutchinson and Goff, and that team just has the right core. They have, they're cut from the right cloth. I'm all in on the Lions. I think they have yeah. a great, great future. Yeah. I just don't know if it comes this week if the Seahawks win. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I definitely, I really, I that's like that we. Bold. That's why it's bold. I like that we differ. I think that's exciting. I think it's going to be fun to, because one of our cups is going to have some grounds in it. If the Seahawks I, I agree with win. you though. If the Seahawks lose, that'll be a close game. I think then it's anybody's game. Oh, and man. I would love to see the Lions beat the Packers. I would much prefer to see the Lions because playoff Lions would be. I just think it'd be so much fun to watch because so I think they could just they'll make whatever game they play really fun. That's that's what they do, and they they don't always finish the job. But damn, if I if they're if they're uh, it's fun to watch. Their resume is impressive. They make great football. They're yeah, they really do. The 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 hard the hard nosed defense at times. I mean, sometimes holy crap, sometimes but, bad. Sometimes yeah. The the aerial attack. Oh my god, Goff like. Dude, I've had to eat so much crow this year because I thought Goff was a future backup. And I mean, he I don't know. Do you, be, but he's do, good enough now. Let's 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 really quick. Would you say right now, Goff is the future starting quarterback of the Detroit Lions for next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I so think too. he'll I think he'll start next year. I do think they will take a first round quarterback. I hope they do because I think I, traits, I think. They are. Oh, where are they even projected to pick right now? Because they're they're higher than they thought they would. The, they have the Rams pick, right? Oh, you know what? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're going to be high. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do they... think if if I think right now they're projected, Believus or C.J. Stroud. I would love to see C.J. Stroud in Detroit. I don't think he makes it that far. That would be nuts. Because so right nuts. now they're yeah they're picking right behind the Colts, which is. Is brutal because that like, is prime quarterback position. Clearly, right you're going to get a quarterback. Yeah. Um, so they'll they'll probably have a good chance of one of those guys. I wouldn't be shocked to see them take someone like Levis, someone yeah. that's like a little more developmental. Also, trace right and sit him behind golf for a year at least. Um, so I'd be, cool be shocked, that. but I do think golf will start ne- next year. I think you're right. Why don't you give us one of your bold roast predictions, my friend? Yeah, I was going to start it off with the, the Denver one, but I'm a little more fired up about the second one. Um, Ooh, and it's that's spicy. That, it's like Chris Olave will prove that he should be in the offensive rookie of the year conversation, which he should be. But I will list off the favorites right now. And you tell me how disrespectful this is. Yeah. Kenneth Walker is number one. Sure. Solid. Garrett Wilson is number two in, in all great. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and the number three is Brock Purdy. <laughs> That's crazy. I love, I love me Brock. some Brock Purdy. <laughs> I love me some some Brock Mania. I love me some Mr. Irrelevant. But that is disrespectful. Right. And some and of the names he's ahead of is disrespectful. Number four is Kenny Pickett. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just the quarterback bump. And then Chris Olave. And no Pierce. Uh, Pierce, Pierce is on there, but he's he's dropped. Up, I mean, because he's not playing the rest of the season, so there's no shot he's going to win that. But Brock got, Purdy, but he played way more games than Brock Purdy. Oh no! All that matters is how you finish the season. So when we're it just comes not to voting. We're yeah, just admitting no, we that care. it's recency bias. Okay, cool. As long as we're yeah. accepting well, that. <laughs> they've got Christian Watson, Brian Robinson, Pacheco, Algier, then Damian Pierce, and then George Pickens, Rashad White, and Deshaun, and sorry. Jahan Dotson. That's a pretty. I'm not gonna lie. That's a pretty good crop of rookies. No, this been the a good in, class. The league is in good hands moving forward. But the fact that Garrett Wilson is plus 200 odds to win, I like him the best on that list. I do. I think he deserves it over Walker. Yeah, but Chris Olave so is plus 3,000. Yeah, you know, I like your take. I I think he's gonna need 12 catches for 167 and three. I don't think he'll win the award, but it's just that how disrespected he's been for how great he's been. And I think, I think he'll finish it off because they play Carolina this week. I think he'll have a dominant closing season just to make a mark of like, I'm, I'm that guy. I should be in the conversation. He so is that guy too. And and if you Mm -hmm. take out the injuries, you know, you probably have a top 
15 fantasy wide receiver, top 20 fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, he started off the season better than Garrett Wilson. If, Definitely. Like, they, they should be the same, if not Alave a little higher, possibly, no, than it's, Garrett Wilson. I think the, the issue is that team success factors in a little bit. Um, sure. The Jets were basically play. They were basically locked for the playoffs until the wheels just absolutely fell off. But then, why is Kenny Pickett up there? Quarterback bump. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the same reason why Brock Purdy's up there. That's and crazy, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really, really beat the the the, the Brock Purdy drum. Love the guy. Wasted a think- waiver priority on him in Dynasty. I, I think he's the man. However, if he wins offensive work of the year, five I'm games, <laughs> five freaking games. That's, that's crazy. I get it though. I, I get the, I get the love and respect no. that he's, I, I get the love in this, but he should not be in the offensive rookie of the year conversation. Top 10. Sure. Top Throw four? him with Brian Robinson and Jahan Dotson is exactly. fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Throw him in the, in the commander's tier. They get the commander's um, dip, right? Yeah. There's the, there's the quarterback bump and then there's the commander's dip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's my, that's my bold. I think he goes over a hundred and maybe a touchdown in there. Just a, a stamp at the end of the season. I will be breaking my fingers, crossing them so hard that he, that he makes you look smart for that call. Cause yeah, he's a little bit out of the conversation I would say right now. So there, there's going to, it's going to take some Herculean efforts to get him <laughs> in that conversation. Uh, I would say so disrespected. I wish I, I've, I've tried to trade for him in a couple of leagues and I, you just get stonewalled. I've just, it was like, what about it? And then like, just don't, I don't would <laughs> have that regret if it weren't for the fact that I drafted Garrett Wilson where I wanted to take a lot of it. Yeah, sure. Those those two for me are like and, neck and neck. Like pick one. And I immediately traded him, as you know, for yeah. Andre Stevenson. Which I, I'm still mistake. Championship. Would right? you have still won? Uh probably. Probably would have won more decidedly. Yeah. So actually Wilson had know. kind of a bad game, but I ended up benching Ramondre in the finals anyway. Um <clears throat> my second bold rose prediction is officially the lowest hanging fruit of all time. Yeah, is this bold? Lower hanging fruit. I think it's bold because of the number. Well, if you need me to up it, I will. I'll do. Nope. I'll... I will. I also need clarification here because I looked at yours. I didn't do any research, and for the life of me, I don't know what team he plays. That for. is so funny. Okay, well then, I'm. You're about to learn. <laughs> okay. I am going to predict over two and a half turnovers. I'm doing it. I'm upping it for the people, okay. for the listeners, because I don't want my bold rose prediction to be called blonde. That's just not cool. My lowest, the lowest hanging fruit of all time. My bold rose prediction is three turnovers from Nathan Peterman on the Chicago Bears. Oh, he plays for for the Bears. He is starting for Justin Fields, and I know well enough, given the logo on my hat and the and the and the jersey that's on my shoulders, that he is a turnover machine. And he came in for one drive against Buffalo a couple weeks ago, and he threw a pick. It's what he does. He loves throwing picks. He loves fumbling. I would not be surprised if he doesn't finish the game. Two and a half over turnovers for Mr. Peterman. Man, if the Vikings defense can cause two and a half turnovers, I'll be yeah, that's no, that'll be shocked. That's bold. It's not, it's not if it's one. <laughs> it's not if it's one. It's I, he's Nate Peterman. I look, I he's a great man. And I've loved his his story. I've loved that he's bounced around as a third string practice squad. No, no player in the NFL with as bad of a track record that he has as a starter or as a, even just a player has he's had the awful. number of opportunities that he's had yet. Here, here we are. 2018 yep. Buffalo. Yeah. Five interceptions, seven interceptions. Yeah. I will never, ever, ever, ever forget the, the game when they benched Tyrod Taylor in the year that they eventually made the playoffs, but they benched Tyrod Taylor for him and he threw five picks by halftime. Yeah, yep. I'm finding that game right now. He's six for 14, five interceptions. <laughs> yep, I, I, he played a half of football. Um, That's nuts. And I decided then that he was the worst quarterback I'd ever seen. And they even, I think they might have let him start the next year because it was Josh's rookie year, and they yeah, wanted I to let Josh they let him start. They, they wanted to let Josh grow on the bench. And he week one, who, who's in the game at halftime? What do you know? It's, it's he's Mister Short Hook. Because of how, unfortunately, I'm, I'm so like I said, low hanging fruit. But I love that the the Bears are just doing everything they can to get this to lose this game. 
I love it too. It's 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 that's tanking done right. That's tanking, and I I actually am like I low key think Houston is going to try and win, and I think it's such a mistake. Oh, please don't. I hope to God they don't, because they they don't got the answer. They don't mm. got the answer, Sway. Uh, they don't. They don't. Well, unfor- that's not one of your props. I'm looking ahead, but yeah, because that, that oh, was you know, a it's line. probably not even up. Yeah, there. I was gonna yeah. say that was a line. I'd break. I'd break my thumb smashing the over on that. Well, I love it. I'm gonna move into the prop prop you no, up hold segment on. of our show. You have oh, one more oh, I do have one more. You're prediction. Right. I do. I'm moving too fast here. Um, <laughs> it's all the caffeine. It's all the caffeine. I know this is my third cup of the day. Actually, yeah, I'm on so my I'm, second. I'm riding. Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't feel great about this one, but I'm gonna stick with it regardless because no wonder you tried to skip it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. After Denver gave Kansas City a nice 27 to 24 scare, I think they show more life this week after firing Hackett. I I really think a little too. I'm starting to think a little too much of the blame was put on Russ's shoulders yeah. for how bad they've been. Uh, I still don't think he's great. I think he's average. Yeah. And so I think they give the Chargers a good run for their money this week. The Chargers are coming off of of their first playoff berth in I don't know how many years. So I think they might get a little too relaxed and a little too worried about we've already made it. And I think Russell Wilson and the Broncos give them a good for run for their money. Uh, I love that they're playing a little more Chase Edmonds. He's clearly the best running back they have. Yeah. And they just, they have a little bit to prove. They've going to live. They want I feel like they want to end the season on a, we're not as bad as we were. We it's the head coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the chargers I think could get caught lacking. So I, I like them to keep it within a one score game and, maybe even a victory to end the season. I absolutely love it. Um, I've been waiting all year for Denver to show some life. And every single time I believed in them, they uh, bit me in the butt. So I stopped mm-hmm. believing in them. But for your sake, yeah. I love that that you're putting your neck on the line for uh, Mr. Uh, what is it? Unlimited? Yeah, Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. I'm glad that, that you're the one doing it. But that being said, I don't hate it. Um I believe I've been I've been banging the drum that uh you know I mean I I think I think yeah Hackett was obviously a horrible head coach mm. um but you know it's okay I mean there there's a chance for some redemption there I mean this year obviously the ship has sailed and do okay. they correct and they, they still have problems do they have, a, do they have a first round pick no no so that hurts um but you know what it, it'll be interesting because. Yeah, Russell doesn't look as offensive to the eyes since Hackett's been gone. Right. I like that he's running a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of see a little bit of that leadership creeping in a little bit too. I mean, God, this year and yeah, I don't know about that. using him and leadership in the same sentence is painful. But I think it'll be really interesting to see. I, I got my eyes peeled for, for that game, and, and I think that's, that's a good, good prediction. We were talking about the Sean Payton sweepstakes. That's actually what I, I think an underdog team for that is. Denver? Because if you're really just talking like it's a coaching and leadership problem, like they have the pieces theoretically. Yeah. I think they could use yeah. a little bit a more receiving. I'd like to see Judy and Sutton step up more than they did. But if you're yeah, going to talk about to a wonder, team that. Do you think they're still yeah. one and twos? Do you think they're still a one and two? I don't think either of them is a is a one as okay. much as they're both solid twos, which is fine. You can win with solid twos. You can like win you two can, twos. Yeah. Um, but if, if you're really talking about a team that, just needs better coaching and leadership like that's what sean payton would be able to provide they already have a solid defensive foundation like if i'm payton that's my number maybe not number one because they they have issues there's going to be a lot of suitors for him that's going to be fun to just track and teams that might not have it in place right now but have a lot of assets they will have compelling conversations too i i I cannot Mm -hmm. wait to see what happens i'm just really interesting sitting back I got my my popcorn. I got my Josh Allen jersey on with my framed photograph of Sean McDermott next to me. Just thankful we're not in that in that yep, tier in that conversation because we don't need a lottery ticket. We have what we need. We have that. We already have what most teams are looking for. And I think you can pretty confidently say that as well as a Vikings fan, at least for another year yeah. or two. I mean, Kirk, first Kirk year is great. Listen, first year NFC title for a new head coach is fantastic. NFC North title. I'm I'm totally good with that. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, let's let's hop into props. I'm gonna confidently go first this week because I believe let's this go. is the first time I've out propped you Correct. since the show started. So I'm I'm taking that go one win. You um, earned it. I I went three for five last week. Um, I not going more was tough. Curtis Samuel had a rough rough game. Mm. Uh, Wentz was as bad as I thought he was. Uh, and um. Pacheco didn't hit his over, which was a little unfortunate because yeah, I, I really felt like he should have. But yeah. the the McKinnon resurgence is is real, mm-hmm. so I'm fine biting the bullet there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had trouble picking props this week. I'm not gonna lie because a lot of the games seemed kind of dirty. I don't know yeah. who's who's gonna finish the game. Who's like, right. yeah, gross. But I I do love the Derrick Henry props this week because. Yeah. Tennessee is in a must-win game. Jacksonville is not. And Derrick Henry... Jacksonville's not in a must-win? No. Mm-mm. I don't what's, believe so, are they? What's this? I think that's games for the title. Is it for... But doesn't Jacksonville go to the playoffs regardless? I'm actually not sure. I was I'll, under the impression it was for the title. And that... I'll go ahead and... Uh, yeah, take, take a look at that. I Just, just to confirm, because I don't know... Oh, you know what? They're they're pretty much not in the playoff contention because so they're it's pretty much for uh, the title, right? Unless Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers all lose and Which, they win, like it's tough. Yeah. Oh, that could happen. Yeah, it is. New England to lose yeah. to Buffalo. The Steelers yeah. can, uh, so it'll it'll be tight. But yeah. I still, regardless, I like the I like the oh, I like the lines too for sure. Henry over ninety one point five rushing yards is the one I took. But I'm pretty confident most of his overs on that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to go ahead and take the Mac Jones over an interception. Nice. As as much as I, I still like Mac Jones, uh, I'm going to take the narrative that Buffalo's defense rallies a little bit and gives Mac Jones some heart. So I don't like betting on interceptions or touchdowns, but throw it in there. Love it. Um, and then I'm going to take the Jared Goff under 247 <laughs> passing yards. I know That's you don't tough. like that. Uh, and he's been crushing that line lately, actually. But it's Green Bay. I get it. They have a great pass defense. I, I'm not judging whatsoever. Yeah. Seeing what they just yeah. did to the Vikings, who have a pretty nice passing attack. So uh, I'm gonna err on the it. side of I'm gonna err on the side of the unders, which I I do like to do. Yeah. Um, and just say that Green Bay gets up, maybe runs a little bit, holds holds him down or maybe the Seahawks win and they kind of lose some steam. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take the under there. Yeah. Um, and then going on the same narrative, kind of hammering the same game. I think Aaron Jones hits his over on the rushing yards of 61 and a half. I can dig it. Which he easily hit last week with 111. Yeah. But the week before had 25. So like it's, he's, he was he's so weird. Before. Yeah. I think I think they can scheme him. I think he's their secret weapon that they have underutilized all season. I definitely think they can scheme him into 61 and a half rushing yards over against the Lions defense that was like one of the worst teams in the league against the run and then one of the best yeah. teams in the league against the run. And I think they're kind of just middling out now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can see him actually hitting that under pretty easily, but I I'm just going to err on the side of the over because I think Green Bay will kind of keep it on the ground a bit. I more. like the confidence. I like it. And then my last one of a player I don't like betting on, but uh, Deshaun Watson taking the over on his rushing yards because that line is set at a, a paltry 18 and a half, uh, yeah. which he's hit in every game he's played. Yeah, and they don't have it through the air, so they got to oh. generate offense somehow. And Chubb Pittsburgh and- has a good pass rush. Yeah, Chubb and Hunt have been pretty average lately. So, yeah, I'm, I, like I don't that. think Deshaun Watson balls out or anything, but I feels like a safe line to hit his over on rushing yards. That's two scrambles. Yep, that's one successful quarterback sweep. Yeah, I, I, I like your lines this week, bro. I think I think you got a, you got a good chance of going at least uh, at least three out of five again. You've never not been three out of five on the show, for the record. Right, I'm, um, I always get some money back. But yep. never win it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, hit me with yours. Hit me with your. Historically, your... as we know, I'm the I'm the one short of of all in guy. Um, but last week I was, was one overall. Four. Yeah, last week I I flipped it, just one. 
Um, so you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the huge. I'm gonna be bold. I like my bold lines. Those are my favorite. Um, I'm taking to start just just to get right into the theme of my five. I'm gonna start with a name that I could not possibly say with anything other than disgust for the first 11 weeks of the season. But Cam Akers is hitting the over on 72 and a half rushing yards. That's a high line for a player who's very high line. been as average as he's been all year. But his last four weeks are otherworldly. Yep. He's like on a crazy stretch. I, I don't think he's been under 100 yards for three games. Is that? Uh, he's 65 in his first game. Yeah. And then a couple hundreds in a row, right? Yeah, 118 and 123. I'm confident that 72 and a half. And he's playing the Seahawks, who, mm-hmm. you know, they've been kind of, you know, average lately. They haven't really been anything special lately. Yeah, um, I, I lo- I'm happy to see the Cam Makers resurgence. I still doubt it a little bit, but I'm too. happy to see it. Yeah, Me too, but I'm going to give betters and listeners some confidence in this specific line because 72 and a half is not crazy it's 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 higher than than you would think given what he's done earlier in the year but lately that's that's a steal given what we've seen of him lately um i'm gonna take the same action that you took in your um titans jags game but i'm gonna go on the other side of the field i like travis Etienne with one rushing touchdown over 0.5 rushing touchdowns massive game huge playoff implications for jacksonville um you called it last week. He would he would break his touchdown drought, and he did. I'm calling mm-hmm. this week that that continues. Um, I think that game has the potential to be one of those kind of slugfest, dogfight, twenty to seventeen slobber knockers. Um, sure. So I'm very excited for that. Um, just to watch it. That's a Saturday game, right? I believe so. Yeah, Saturday pretty, night game. Pretty jazzed to catch some Saturday football as well. That's actually one of my favorite things in the world. Um, so over on Acres rushing, over on ETN touchdowns, and this one, this is something I actually forgot to bring up. Uh, so we can get a quick little uh, segue in the middle of our uh, prop section. But um, how exciting was it watching Jarrett Stidham just completely ball out last week? I. I did not actually get to watch the game, you know, but I heard Zach? he balled out. It's crazy because, like, he passed the eye test. This was not a fluky, crazy big game. He looked good. He's had good games before. I mean, he had a, a good run for is the Patriots, right? Yeah, he played for the Patriots before. He he made some he made some moves with his feet. He 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 made some throws. You know, he force fed Devontae Adams, which is what a, a smart quarterback does. Yeah, you have he's you have had a, good. Yeah, he's had good yeah. games before. He's a good backup. I was shocked at how dominant he looked over the number one defense in the NFL. And I was mm-hmm. also shocked that San Francisco was able to come back and win that game. What a what a fantastic, fantastic game that was. Um, 37-34 yeah, overtime, crazy. Sometimes teams just get caught sleeping when they're that confident. Uh-huh. I, I think Stidham could definitely be a uh, future Matt Flynn type player. If he has a great uh, game this week, I could see him getting a deal somewhere not a not a matt flynn deal but like i could see him getting the reins yeah yeah maybe maybe he signs to a team with oh you know maybe he signs with like an atlanta or something and has a a crack at dethroning uh mr ritter um anyways i'm gonna take the over on his yards because the chief's defense is pretty leaky against the pass yeah um and if the game script goes how i think it's gonna go he'll be throwing um we'll see you know, yeah, Vegas always plays. Possible. Vegas always plays Kansas City tough, and it's a division game. It's they can play spoiler for the one seed for the Chiefs. Um, so it's possible. Um, I'm also going to pick the same player you picked, but again, I'm going to uh, flip it on its head. You're the over on Watson rushing yards. I'm going to take mm-hmm. the under on Watson passing yards. Which, for the record, I I still like that line. I don't. I, think yeah. Over no. on his passing yards. 209.5. Uh, Stidham's was 239.5. I don't know if I mentioned that. 209.5 for a person who's literally looked like the human epitome of meh. meh. He has been as meh as 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 exists. Um, Meshawn I'm not, Watson. Meshawn Watson. I'm just That's not in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm so thankful for that um, moment. 
I, I yeah, I'm gonna give him a solid D plus in his time since he's been back, maybe C minus if we're being generous. Like like you said, the rushing upside is there. Um, so I'm gonna take the under um, and confidently. Um, and then last but not least, um, I'm actually taking more unders than you this week, which you are yeah, you, very hmm. fun to track. Um, but given that the Eagles have a lot sewn up and the Eagles have, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the Eagles are going to, uh, come out and, and really play a, a full game and really try mm-hmm. first game hurt getting hurts back. They got to make sure he's ready to go. Um, but I'm taking the under on Miles Sanders rushing touchdowns. Um, he's just been pretty underwhelming the last couple months. I, I, I'm actually surprised they even still have a touchdown line for him. That sort of feels like free money, unless it's one of those Vegas secrets that we don't know about that. Like he's a big part of the game plan or something. I do think with Hertz coming back, there's a little more faith of just the offense moving in general, Maybe, but with a sprained throwing shoulder, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hertz keep it on the ground, which wouldn't that mean a little bit more Miles Sanders, but I'm thinking Hertz himself will keep it on the ground. I don't think they risk his health. You think so? You don't think he's going to go out there and have a big rushing game? I don't. I, I really don't. I think they'll kind of keep it conservative, kind of like what we saw from Justin Fields when he come back. Like, I just, yeah, he I ripped just, off the sixty-five yarder. But I just don't think they're going to underestimate the Giants, and I think part of their winning formula is running the ball. I, it'll be interesting with their quarterback. I meant. Right. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. Are, is this a line you're skeptical of? Uh, I I just don't love betting on touchdowns unless I'm super confident in it. Yeah. Um, so it just I, I I don't hate it, but yeah. I do think he could end this game with a touchdown. It happens. I mean, that's the risk you take with touchdowns and picks. I, right. I love them for that reason, but I hate them for that reason. I right the 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 riverboat bets of field goals, interceptions, and and um, touchdowns. Unfortunately, I am addicted to those because they can cash so quickly. Right, like we're they, we're opposite in that because I prefer betting on yards and like over under of that because I'm like I'm. I'm more confident in these scenarios hitting. Well, but you've seen my screenshots that I send you when when I'm I'm just short of winning a grand, but I have one player who has their over under is 73 and a half and they have 73. How, yeah. Like how many, you know what I mean? Like process there. Yep. <laughs> process there is good, but what are you going to do? Like you, you, they didn't get that half yard, they didn't get that extra yard. I get but it. The, yeah. Those are our props. I'm super excited to track these this week, as always. And I'm yeah. super excited to track everything that we talked about. Um, as this- always, if you're if you're listening to this, our props are all on Sleeper. Uh, they The lines do tend to change on Sleeper a little bit on Friday, Saturday. So if these are off by a couple yards, don't hate us. We are yeah, still yeah. probably riding them. It's definitely right. I Usually the little bump I'll, 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 I'll buy. Um yeah, I do want to say now that as we as we wrap another fantastic episode um, of the Coffee Shop Football Podcast, I do want to continue to emphasize, um, you know, the stuff with Demar Hamlin is super real and it's super close to home for me, and um, I'm super thankful to have been able to have a platform to talk about it. And um, yeah. we're always down to chat. You know, I'm at the Buffalo Trill. Um, Zach, do you want to give them your your handle? Yeah, I'm, I'm at Zach underscore IC at Twitter. Um, and then you can also find our Twitters wherever you're listening to the podcast. We have it in the yeah, description of the we, show. We, I just want to continue to foster a community of openness and dialogue. And, you know, I I just I do really want to stress how much uh, the stuff that we have talked about today, how privileged we are to be able to think about football in this time, yeah. given yeah. what uh, what the community has been through and given what what the bills players demar hamlin t higgins the Bengals organization what everybody's been through it is just such a privilege that we were able to jump on today and talk about football because because of how rapidly demar hamlin is recovering so i just want to say that that that's incredible um and uh yeah it was actually hard to decide whether or not i wanted to even podcast this week just given how i've been feeling but uh it's really important that we also remember the importance of football, you know, as a means to keep people uh, entertained and to keep people inspired and motivated. So all that stuff is is always constantly at play. And uh, the human side of it is so important. You're never going to catch us on the show ignoring that. You know, uh, Zach reached out to me knowing 
how much I loved the Bills and knowing that I was watching the game uh, and and express his um, compassion. So I appreciate you for that and for everything that you do as a friend, Zach. Um, and uh, yeah, we should tell that to people that we love. We should we should make sure people know how appreciated yeah. they are. You know, that's one thing we can take away from this. I think definitely, and and we're lucky to have a game that we love out there being played and having these players go risk their lives for entertainment value. Like it's a, it's kind of a shocking thing to say, but like, it's, it's the truth. Like they really are out there putting their lives on the line so that we can enjoy the sport that they play. Absolutely. And I think it it couldn't have been, I couldn't have said it better. So I I appreciate you as always, Zach. Uh, Another one in the books. I think we missed the part where we said what we were uh, sipping on. I got a a coffee bean cold brew in a Buffalo glass. I'm again on the, in the Buffalo Bills pie. I'm on the house brewed, uh, just a little classic. Uh, don't say Folgers. No, no, no. We, we've got a Chamberlain coffee, which okay. is roasted in California. Not there a sponsor, but uh, Emma Chamberlain's brand. We get a monthly monthly shipment of so. That's so cool, Rocking man. I, I got to get on my coffee subscription game, man. I'm weak for that. I, I'm, a, I'm, nice. a, I'm a walk to the nearest coffee shop guy. I'm, I have, I've never been much of a make coffee at home guy. Yeah, we had to hit the save money grind. So making coffee at home. <laughs> I always learn those lessons the hard way. All right, man. Well, it's, it's been great. Another yeah. episode in the books. Appreciate and we will you, man. sign off to everybody. Enjoy your week 18 football. Thanks, guys. Go Bills.